Welcome to today's episode of the Feel Your Best Podcast. I'm your host, Meg Lafferty, and if you have not already done so, go ahead and hit that subscribe button now so that you never miss another podcast episode. And if you're out there and you want to start receiving healthy living resources, like heck yes, that's me, every Friday morning, go ahead and scroll to the show notes and click on weekly email so that you can subscribe now and I will start sending you emails every Friday morning that are jam-packed with tools, resources, and tips, all with the intention to help you simply create a sustainable and enjoyable healthy lifestyle. I am so excited to be here with you today because I am welcoming on Jessica, who is an accountability coach and owner of The Fit Life with Jessica. Her and I connected on Instagram because we are both very passionate about health and wellness and making it accessible to as many women as we can and supporting them on their health and wellness journey. And I am just so eager to get started with you today because Jessica is going to be talking a little bit about intermittent fasting, accountability, and the power of creating habits and how to do so in a way that feels right for you. So Jessica, I would love for you to take a moment to introduce yourself to our listeners. Tell us who, like who you are, who it is you serve and who your VIPs are. Yes. Oh, Megan, thank you so much for having me on your platform. I, I love podcasting. I mean, not only because I have my own, but I'm just a podcast junkie. So anytime I have the opportunity to come onto your platform and, and talk with you, like, thank you so much. So yeah. So a little bit about me. So my name is Jessica. I am, I, I call myself a bona fide Southern peach. Like I'm from Georgia, born and raised here. Not many of us are actually born and raised here in the South. We're all kind of hybrid transplants, right? But yep, like me. Um, so I say, <laughs> I say y'all pretty much every other word. <laughs> I love it. Um, but I am, you know, I'm, I'm a wife to my best friend. I'm married to my best friend, Jason. We actually grew up together. Our parents live in the same neighborhood. So I've known oh, him for okay. a thousand years. We have two amazing kiddos. We have a girl and a boy, Ellie and Ethan, um, and a puppy that is wreaking havoc on my my routine. <laughs> and aside from that, in my professional world, I am entrepreneur. So I am an accountability coach, and I really focus on working with women, with mamas, with women entrepreneurs, specifically women in general, who need help creating and sticking to their habits. Accountability is huge in my life. And I'm really passionate about helping women create these habits and then follow through sticking with them. So I work with them on -on one-on-one. I work on them on a group level and different containers where I'm helping women really just learn to live their best life. And I'm all about creating these habits so that you can feel good. And so you can show up for your community and show up for your family and your babies and your friends, not to be a certain size. Mm-hmm. not to have six pack abs. Like yeah. my why with these clients is so much deeper. So that is really, you know, who I serve. And I'm just, I'm a helper at heart. You know, I'm an Enneagram two, which is the helper. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I am just really here to serve and share the way and help women in any way I possibly can feel better and live their best life. Love it. I love it. And that's palpable, like on your Instagram page and through your emails, you can tell that you are just all about serving and supporting and helping to make a change. So it's definitely, um, carried through and 
I'd love for you to share a little bit more about that accountability piece and why you feel that's so important and beneficial to have when you are taking this step to creating your healthiest self. Yeah, absolutely. And I'll tell you the aha moment I had really was kind of the pivotal moment, not only for me and my, my personal journey with health and wellness, but really like kind of how this whole business was born in this thought. I'm not the first one to do accountability coaching, but kind of where this stemmed from, I was reading a book. This was probably ooh, 2017, 2018. And I've always been the person that was like on again, off again with, you know, eating well and working out. I've always loved fitness and I've always had a, a passion for movement. Like I grew up watching my parents work out and going to step aerobics <laughs> with my mom. And like my dad had the Nordic track and the total gym in the basement. <laughs> so like I grew up, you know, with very great modeling from them, but I just never could stick with it. Right. Like I was the first person to break my own, you know, appointments at the gym and to break my diet and to break this and break that. And I was reading this book and there was a chapter in there about accountability. And it was about like talking about breaking promises to yourself. And author said, you know, you would never break. Like if you promise your girlfriend, you're going to meet him for dinner at six on Thursday, you're going to follow through. Or if you say that you're going to volunteer at your kid's preschool and you're going to bring cookies, you follow through, like you don't break promises to other people, but why am I the first to break promises to myself? Mm -hmm. And when I thought about like not going for a run, when I said I was going to go for a run, like breaking a promise, it kind of like cracked something open in me. I'm like, whoa, like this is, I hadn't seen it that way before. Right. And I hadn't, it hadn't hit home that that's what I was doing. And that was a big, like pivotal moment in terms of like, okay, this is, this has got to change, right? This has got to be something that I am committing to for, for me for a lifetime. This isn't just like a for now until summer's over, until spring break is here, until the wedding dress fits. Like this is, this is like long-term. So that was really the impetus, the, the big moment in my own life. But that was where, when I was building this business and thinking like, how can I serve women and what am I passionate about? It, I truly came back to that. And so that's why accountability is such a big piece of my business. Because anybody can tell you what kind of workout regimens do. And anybody can tell you how to eat. And anybody can sell you, you know, a, a shake or a workout regimen or a, a, you know, a session with your trainer. But who's checking in with you daily and weekly to make sure you're doing it? And who's digging in with you when you miss that workout four days in a row? And like, well, what's going on? Like, why, why is this happening? How are you feeling? What is going on? Like kind of getting to the root of, you know, why are we breaking these promises to ourselves? So that in a nutshell is really why um, accountability is so big with not only me, but with the women that I help. Yeah. Yeah. That's so powerful and so true. And that resonates so much with me. I love it. So how did you go from focusing on the accountability piece to layering in intermittent fasting? And why do you feel that is an important aspect to creating your healthiest self? Yeah. Good question. Intermittent fasting was something that I was really terrified of for a long time. <laughs> yeah. And I was, let's see, it was a couple of years after I had my second child. So it was probably like a year or two after I'd had him. So I think it was like 2019 and I was getting to a plateau with my body and I was working out six days a week 
and I was eating relatively healthy, eating relatively clean. And I've tried every diet under the sun, right? Like I've, I've counted calories. I've done Weight Watchers. I've done keto. I've done paleo. I've done all these things. Yeah. I've done Atkins. Like gross. Like I've, I've done all the fad diets. No, thank you. (laughs) Exactly. And, and some may argue that intermittent fasting is a fad diet, but the way I use it is not a fad diet for me. It is an intuitive way of eating. And I I forget who even introduced me to it, but I came across this book and the book was fast feast repeat by a gal named Jen Stevens. And she's a good, like Southern girl like me. I think she's from (laughs) Augusta, Georgia. And the way she read that, I listened to it on audible and I'm like, holy crap, this sounds amazing. That sounds really easy for lack of better words. This sounds non-restrictive. Like I don't have to, you know, cut out these foods or count these calories and this could be a way to like, let's just see if I can see a change in my body. And I tried it. I'm like, whatever, let me read this book. Let me see what it's about. And she had lots of scientific fact studies that were in there. And it was just a very easy to digest, no pun intended, (laughs) um, (laughs) bits of information about intermittent fasting. So I tried it. And within a month I had already seen body changes like body fat percentage going down. I wasn't trying to lose weight per se. Yeah. I just wanted to change my body composition. I wanted less fat and more muscle. Exactly. I am yeah. blessed with being tall. So like, I am never going to be a certain weight on the scale. It wasn't about that. Cause I'm, I'm five, eight. Right. But it was like, how can I lean down and just see changes in my body? Because I was working out so much and not seeing changes, which is as you probably know, Megan, like the most frustrating thing in the world when you're oh, yeah. banging your head against a wall, working out and not seeing changes in your body. So I was fascinated at how this worked and how it felt very effortless to me and how it felt very freeing. And for some of them, it might not feel that way, but for me, it absolutely did. When And to explain what intermittent fasting is in a nutshell, it's literally just a pattern of eating where there's patterns of time where you're eating and there's patterns of time while you're not eating, which is fasting. And there's different ways you can do it in different schedules. But I found that with women in particular, if you're looking for body recomposition changes, intermittent fasting is one tool, not the only tool, but it's one tool that you can use to help that body composition change, to help burn fat and to help reduce that body fat percentage while eating foods that nourish your body, eating foods that bless your body, within that eating window. You can't just eat Doritos during your eating window. What? And then fast for X number of hours. Right. But uh, it was pretty fascinating. I was really encouraged at the transformation that I saw and the way I was able to keep it up long-term and the way I can kind of shift it to my schedule and shift it to my needs and I can really make it work for me. So I implemented intermittent fasting as one element in my coaching program. So if a woman came to me and she wanted to lose weight or change her body composition, that was one of the many tools that I kind of coached her through and taught her because it's a right way and a wrong way to do it. You can do it safely and you can do it in a way that's going to make you crazy. So it's, it's been really great. And I've gotten amazing feedback from women that, you know, this has changed their life and it's definitely changed my life. And it's, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. I have a long-winded answer for you, but (laughs) no, you know what? I have to say that I really like your approach and your mindset around it because it can feel restrictive in a sense. If you're looking at it through that lens, like, oh, I'm not able to eat at these certain times, but instead how you view it is that it's this intuitive way of eating that is helping you bless your body in a way 
so that you can feel the way that you desire. And I, I really like that view of it. Yeah, absolutely. Because you can, it can become over-restrictive and it can be, but there's yeah. a way that you can approach this. And, and a lot of us might be doing intermittent fasting and not even notice it. Like your body at about the 12 hour marks, so say you, you stop eating at 8 PM dinner's over the kitchen's closed. You've had your after dinner tree, whatever you're done eating by eight, right? If you don't eat until eight the next day, that's a 12 hour fast. Yeah. Like we're asleep during most of that. Like some yep. of us might be doing intermittent fasting and not even know about it. And there's beautiful benefits outside of weight loss and body decomposition as well being that rest that your gut gets the rest that your digestive system gets for a you know 12 14 16 hour fast that's an amazing rest that your gut is getting there's lots of benefits in terms of increased energy and um, mental clarity during that fasting period and then you're fueling up well so you are being intentional about when you're refeeding to make sure that we're getting the right amount of nutrients and doing it the right way. Yeah. And not just as soon as you break your fast, eating something that's going to jack up your blood sugar levels and exactly spiral, spiral throughout the day. <laughs> exactly. And that's a part of my coaching, you know, and that's yeah. a part of what I think is important, whether you work with a coach like me or you, or you do this on your own is to really understand how to make it work for you and have someone really teach you the right way to do it. I love that. Yeah. It, that just leans into why it's so important to invest in the right type of support instead of just trying to navigate this all on your own. Absolutely. Absolutely. There's so much free information out there in the world. I always say that like YouTube yeah. and podcasts and like there's free information, but there is also something so powerful. If you have the means to investing in a coach and yeah. it's, it's, it's a next level of accountability in whatever area, whatever, like you and I, maybe we invest in a business coach or maybe we invest in, you know, a parenting coach or a marriage coach, like whatever that is, like you just, you've got skin in the game yeah. when you have a coach and it just feels different. Right. Yes. I was going to say, it just feels different. And just to have that other person on the other side, who's there really rooting for you and is an expert in that field and can hold the mirror up for you when you're feeling down and guide you to, you know, picking yourself up again and bringing things to light that maybe you are unaware of, but that are deeply inside of you. It just makes a big difference. 100. Totally agree. We are, we are aligned right there, my friend. Oh yes, for <laughs> sure. I would like to dig into intermittent fasting a little bit more yeah. now in terms of how you coach women, how do you, is there a specific way that you determine their fasting window, like the peak fasting window, or is there one? So it depends on what your goals are. If someone comes to me and they, you know, do want to lose weight or they want that body composition change, lowering that body fat percentage, then what I always have people do is start small and then grow. So I think for most that time window or eating window approach of intermittent fasting is the most sustainable. There's several different ways you can do it, but that way is the most sustainable. Just meeting if you're looking at a clock, there's 24 hours in a day. Like I mentioned a 12, 12 fast, or you might've heard like a um, 16, eight fast. That's a very popular where you're fasting for 16 hours and eating for eight hours. I coach people to start at that 12 hour window mm. and get comfortable and then slowly yeah. stair step your way up. And until you find your sweet spot. And for most people, that sweet spot tends to be around that 14, 16 hour window. 
anything beyond that, you are getting into longer fasts. And I do dabble sometimes in more than 16 hour fast, like a 16, 18 hour fast, but not much more than that. And it varies on the person. It varies on your activity level. It varies on, you know, if you have any hormonal um, disruptions or any kinds of diagnoses that might make your, your hormones or levels different. But I think that starting small with anything and, and stair-stepping your way up, but I did it the wrong way. I dove in head first in like a 16 hour fast and I was freaking miserable. <laughs> I mean, miserable. I'm like, why yeah. knuckling it until this time to eat? And I was like, that's horrible. So I really, you know, teach people the right way to fast, what you can and can't have. And then do a small fat, do a 12 hour fast for a week or two until you're like, Hey, yeah, I got this. And then you can bump it up to 13 or 14 hours and do that for a couple of weeks until it feels good and bump it up until you find a spot where you're seeing the results and the change in your body that you want. And then you can kind of stay there until you're like, you know, it's vacation or it's Christmas and I want to have brunch or it's, you know, you can slide and move this schedule to work with your body and your needs and also your life. I mean, like, it's, yeah. I'm realistic that, you know, we're not going to follow this to a T every single day. I don't some days. And sometimes even depending on where I am in my cycle, you might be more hungry and need to break your fast during certain times of your 28 day cycle earlier than you might in others. And just like honoring yourself and honoring your body. And I think listening to your body and what it needs, cause it'll tell you exactly. is very, very powerful. Oh, that's so good. And I like that you brought in talking about your cycle and just being in tune with your body and her needs and listening. I think often we're just out of touch with what our body is trying to communicate. So that bringing back that self-awareness and that trust that we truly do know what's best for us is just so impactful and so powerful. Absolutely. I heard a quote one time about our bodies and I forget who said it, but it was listen to your body when she's whispering mm. so that you don't have to hear when she screams. Yes. Like think about when we get sick or when you're completely burnt out or you've injured yourself from overuse, right? Like that's your body screaming. Yeah. But can we listen when it's whispering to what oh, it needs and I not be that. afraid, right? Or ashamed to like rest and mm -hmm. go inward and just like, do I need a nap today. Like I am honoring my body. I need a nap. And like not feeling guilty over stuff like that. Oh yeah. And that's a whole nother thing to get into another time <laughs> that guilt, especially being a mom too. It's like, it's even more powerful than before. The other thing that I want to just dig into, cause this is just so good. I love hearing about the value of accountability and how you layer in intermittent fasting and doing so in a way that feels right for your clients and meeting their needs. Let's talk about habits a little bit. So mm. tell me about why you feel habits are so important and how you help women to create them. And I love habits. Like I'm a habit junkie and I could, if I can read any book about habits, I, I do. Like I devour stuff about habits. And the reason is like our brains are pretty lazy. And I don't mean that to be offensive. I mean, like <laughs> our brains are literally designed to keep us alive. Uh -huh, is yeah. that a lion over there? Yes or no, right? Like our brains are lazy. So the less work and the less choices we have to make our brains do, the easier off it's going to be, the better off we're going to be, the more our brain likes it. So if you can make a behavior, a habit, a non-choice, 
is just a thing that we do every day at this time, doesn't matter. Like, if it's a habit, there is no friction. There is no decision. You're not exhausting willpower, which is a finite resource. Like all it's like a sand and a timer. Like you're going to run out of willpower at the end of the day. So if you can turn a desired behavior into a habit by maybe you make it at a certain time or you stack it on top of another habit that's already there and like reinforcing these habits, it is going to help it it's going to help you stick to it that much more. It's going to make it not a choice. Am I going to work out today? It's like, no, I move my body every day. Now what I do might be different, but I move every day. Or what am I going to have for breakfast this morning? Like, well, I only have two options. Like this is what I eat literally every day. One of these two options. It's, it's just making your life easier. And it can also work for breaking a bad habit, right? Like it can go on the other way, but I like to think about adding habits is more fun than breaking a habit, but it can go that way also. Yeah. Um, breaking a habit by changing that trigger and changing the reward that comes in with that habit loop. And if you can think of it more like that, it, it can become more manageable than thinking about all these decisions I have to make and all of these promises I have to keep just one by one by one, making things a habit. Hmm. Yeah, that's so good. And I'm, I'm obsessed with habits too. And they really just help to simplify your life. Um, and just make all the difference in your health and wellness journey. I mean, we all have so many decisions to make daily. Like especially if you have kids running around, if you're running a business, if you are, you know, there's just so much that our brain takes in and there's so many decisions and so many things and logistics happening. And like you said, it, it, it just simplifies it. It it simplifies Mm -hmm. one little element of your life. And that is, you know, if if you can simplify a health and wellness piece of your life, like golden, you're ahead of the game. That's you are, you are doing something good for your body. Yeah, exactly. And, um, it's all about like just making it easy. And I think oftentimes we overthink these habits. And we're like, Oh, they have to be these big things. Like I have to, my habit has to be working out for 30 minutes. Whereas no, the habit can just be the act of putting your workout clothes on. And exactly. from there, like your workout clothes are on, why, why would you not work out? You know, <laughs> I love that you mentioned that. Yes. Like your habit doesn't have to be like you said, a 30 or 45 minute run. Like it can literally be like, this is how I, I stare at my clients. Like, all right, how many days do you really want to be moving a week? Like, what is a great goal for you? Okay. You want to move four days a week. All right. Can you commit to 15 minutes? Can you give me 15 minutes? And so often they give me more than that. Yeah. Because it doesn't feel like such a big thing. Like, oh, I got to go work out for 60 minutes on the trend, like barf, you know, who wants right? to do that? <laughs> I mean, but if you can make it small, can you put your workout shoes on every single day? Like something very small and attainable so that you can feel that win. Yeah, exactly. Because when you do the habit and you get the win, you get that like hit of dopamine. You're like, yeah, like I I did it. I'm winning. You know, it's like a a little instant reward, a little instant like hit of pride for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. And it just like helps boost your confidence. So so good. So good. This is amazing. And I cannot wait for our listeners to hear all of this and get so many good takeaways from you. I always end the podcast in the same way. And that's asking three questions to help the listeners get to know you better. 
The first being, do you have an AM or PM ritual that you really love and enjoy? Ah, yes. I'm, so I'm working on a PM ritual. I don't have a nighttime ritual just yet. <laughs> I've got my, my morning one pretty solid. So on a perfect day, right? Like, of course, things happen. It doesn't happen every single day. But I get up around 520 is when my alarm goes off. Get up, get dressed, put my workout clothes on. I come downstairs, drink a cup of water. I make a cup of coffee in my Ember mug, which I'm obsessed with, mm, um, which is the that. mug that like <laughs> it has a battery in the bottom and it doesn't let it get cold. And if you know me, I have to like heat my coffee seven times. It has to be scalding hot. <laughs> so I put my coffee in my Ember mug and I sit down and I will write in a gratitude journal. So I just have a journal where I write down whatever I'm grateful for that's happened in the last 24 hours. It can be big. It can be small. It can literally be my cup of coffee and my mug, but I start my day with that gratitude. And then I write down a couple of affirmations and just things that I'm working on reinforcing myself, you know, one of which might be, you know, I'm creating the life of my dreams and I'm writing these affirmations down to help train my brain. And that's just a fun kind of quiet way for me to start my day. I've started very recently adding in some small meditations before I do that. I'm still very new to the meditation world. So trying to do that, but every person I know that is high functioning and successful, they meditate. So I'm trying to emulate them and do the same, but I get my gratitude in, I move my body. So I will work out for about 30 minutes before, and all of this is before my kiddos get up. So I sacrifice a little bit of sleep and I do get up pretty early, which usually stinks when my alarm goes off, but I'm so grateful to have that time in the morning and so grateful to get that, you know, gratitude in that movement in, and then I'm ready to start the day. Like, I feel like I've woken up, I've said my thank yous, I've set my intentions for the day and I've moved my body. And if I can do those things, like nothing else could go right that day. And I'm still like days away. Today's mm -hmm. a win. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that I am. I just did my podcast episode that came out this week. We're recording in March, just for reference. <laughs> it was all about creating a AM routine or ritual that helps you thrive. And I like view mine as Christmas morning. Like I love getting up every morning and having that time. Like I look forward to it every single day because yeah. it's just, as you were saying, that quiet, peaceful time for anybody else is up and it's just for you. And it sounds so magical for you as well. Yeah. And it can, I think it's important to, to say that it doesn't have to look the same, right? Like nope. everyone's what's important to me in the morning might be different than what's important to you. and might be different to what's important. With, and even if it's, I don't want to say the word only, even if it's five minutes that you get to write down one, thank you, or to say, you know, to have one minute, whatever it is, like start small and make it, make it feel good for you and what's important for you. Exactly. I like that you yeah. said that too. So important to note. The second question is what does feeling your best in your body mean for you? Oh, that's a good one. What does feeling my best in my body feel like for me? The first thing I think about is, is my energy level, mm -hmm. like, am, and how my body just feels, you know, you can just, there's some days where you just feel a little bloated. You feel a little heavy in the stomach. You, and I don't mean like, wait, I just mean like your stomach yeah. feels heaviness yep. or you're moving slower, or maybe you've got body aches. Like for me, I want to not feel that. I want to feel light and energetic and I want to kind of flow through my day with ease. So feeling good in my body starts with those energy levels. And another big piece of it is 
my confidence level and like, how do I feel when I put on clothes? How do I feel when I'm in a bathing suit with my husband at the pool? How do I feel when we're out on our boat in the summer? Like, and knowing that wherever my body is that day, that week, that month in my journey, loving it and being confident in it. And that's a work in progress, right? Like that's a hard thing to do for a lot of people, but the practice of loving my body and feeling confident and feeling good and wearing the clothes that make me feel good and doing my hair the way that makes me want, you know, that, that helps me too. And thirdly, third and last, I think about, you know, feeling good in my body is, is literal health. It's literally, you know, longevity in life. I want to live a long ass time. I want to live a long time. I want to be able to see my kids, 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 and I want to be running with them. Like, I don't want to be the person that's, that's sick and can't keep up. Like I want to be healthy from a medical sense as yeah. well. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. I love you it. You think that for, you take it for granted. I mean, think about our parents or our grandparents, like what's the one thing they probably wish more than anything, like they could just be healthy. Right. You know? Yeah. So I like that both you and I are all about preventative action as well. Yeah. And doing what you can now so that later on, you don't have to worry about many of those ailments or injuries or, you know, things that are, that most likely will not happen because you're taking care of yourself now. Exactly. What can I do to prevent it? I know not everything is preventable and there are things that are out of our control, but what can I do to stack the deck in my favor per se? Yeah. Yeah. Lastly, are you reading any great books? Oh, yes. So I'm an audible junkie. I love audible, which is not physically reading, but taking in books. So I am listening to a book about habits actually right now. It's called better than before Okay. by Gretchen Rubin. So yep. you may have heard of Gretchen Rubin. She's like the happiness project and the four tendencies. So she wrote this book called better than before. And it's all about her discovering and researching about habit formation and how can you make habit formation easier and like the four places you should start. It's very interesting, but it's not super sciencey. So mm. it's an easy read, right? I don't feel like I'm reading like a clinical textbook <laughs> journal. Yeah. Which I would not understand anyway. That is, that is very good. Yeah. Oh, love it. I have to add that to my list. I'm reading The High Five Habit and I just finished it by Mel Robbins, right? Yep. Yep. What did you think of that? So I'm only on page like 50. So far, I'm loving it. I think it's just super interesting and fascinating to hear about this really simple thing, high-fiving ourselves in the mirror and the scientific perspective of what it does to you and how yes. it can lift you up. And like, instead of just always cheering somebody else on, you learn how to cheer yourself on, which I've done the high, I've been high-fiving myself three days. It feels super silly. Yes. Like something transformational that I can feel happening. It's just so good. I listened to a, it was either a Ted talk or a podcast interview with her about right before this book came out, I must've been a podcast interview. And she explained a lot about this book. So I kind of feel like I've kind of read it because I get yeah. the the perspective on it, but it is the first time you do it. You're like, this is awkward, yeah. <laughs> but then you're like, okay, I can see that. I can see how this works. So I'll yeah. have to read that one next. That's a good yeah. one. Yeah. Cause we don't cheer ourselves on enough. So I think that this is a great way and a simple way again, to boost your self-confidence and yes. 
Absolutely. Well, I am just so grateful that you took the time to be on my podcast today and I cannot wait for our listeners to hear it and hear all of their takeaways. So thank you so much, Jessica. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. And I'm just so grateful that we connected. I love connecting with other like-minded women. So y'all definitely, you know, come find me on Instagram. If you want to find out some more information about intermittent fasting, I do have a launch coming up soon of an intermittent fasting course. If you're curious about it, if you want to be kind of guided through it, but at your own pace, this is perfect for you. So definitely make sure and give me a follow on Instagram. It's at the fit life with Jessica. And I look forward to connecting and thank you so much for having me, Megan. I so appreciate it. Perfect. And I'm glad that you said that. And all of this, all these resources from Jessica and her Instagram and all the goodness will be in the show notes. So make sure that you go and check those out. Awesome. Thank you, my friend. As a reminder, season one will be wrapping up on June 27th. So make sure if you're not already subscribed to the podcast and my email list to do that now. When you subscribe to the email list, you will get a weekly newsletter with incredible resources to help you create a healthy lifestyle, which feels aligned for you. Scroll down to the show notes and subscribe now. I love you and I can't wait to connect with you next week. Thank you so much for listening to the Feel Your Best podcast today. Let this act as your daily reminder that you, yes, you friend, deserve to feel the best you can in your body. My hope is that this podcast will be the place you can come to get the right dose of inspiration, education, and motivation to help you take action and see that you can create a body you love. If you love this episode, I would be so grateful if you would share it with your friends so that they too can start feeling better in their body. Tag me on your Instagram stories with a screenshot of this episode and let me know what you thought. I'll see you next time.